Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. A groove with Grovey, with the all-time great and one of only two men to run for more than 1,700 yards and pass for more than 4,000 in their UA career. Finn takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5, his score, touchdown. Quinn Grovey, showing the great athletic ability, did it. His way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst, Quinn Grovey. Groovin' with Grovey is brought to you by Petty Gene Meats, bringing you the best smoked meats for over four generations. Ask for Petty Gene Meats and taste the difference. Okay, so that was a little dated, that comment, because that was from the teleconference earlier in the day, and you heard Coach on the Coach's show last night say that he did, in fact, practice. So, Again, that will be the debate until we see who suits up and who's ready to play on Saturday. And I'm sure Quinn Groby doesn't necessarily know, and if he does, he's not going to tell us. So we will talk to Quinn now and get his thoughts on the situation with or without KJ, Arkansas's chances of winning at Mississippi State. Quinn, welcome. How are you? Yeah, you're right about that, Justin. Two things can be true, and if I knew, I probably wouldn't say anything. So I, I think you're right about that, but... I know the whole entire state of Arkansas wants to know uh, who's going to be the quarterback and whether it's going to be KJ or not. So, you know, I, I get why everybody uh, – I get why it's heading a lot of sports talk shows. Well, let's start with that then. Let's just, let's, let's, let's try to be optimistic. I'm a cup half full kind of guy. Unless it's my beer, then it's probably mostly gone. The point is let's try to be optimistic here. Let's say he plays and he's healthy. What does Arkansas need to do to beat Mississippi State? Well – I mean, I think they continue to do what they've done. I think the biggest thing is is trying to find chunk plays in the passing game. Uh, Arkansas needs to have more explosive plays. This offense is built to go 12 plays for 75 yards, 13 plays for 50 yards, but it's hard to do that uh, each and every week in the SEC. So you've got to be able to find ways to get easy plays, chunk plays that allow you to to take a take a breather and. I think that that's what this offense is continuing to try to work on. Uh, I think the intermediate passing game is something they're continuing trying to work on. That you know that th- that third and nine deep dig over the middle where you got to drop the ball over the linebacker and uh, get it to your wide receiver. So I, to me, that's that's really what you, you just keep doing what you're doing. But I think if you really want to uh, press Mississippi State, I think you've got to find a way to get some chunk plays that allows this offense to take a breather. Quinn, I was impressed with uh, Cade Fortin and some of the passes, some of the slant routes that he hit. Uh, I, I like the, you know, he just dropped back, you know, a lot of time three, three-step drop, one, two, three, bam, let it out and hit the guy right on uh, while he was running with, you know, his route. Uh, so I think there's, some, there's something there, and now maybe uh, if he comes to play, Fans will see why he's passed Malik Hornsby in, uh, to become the second-team quarterback. What did you see from him? Well, I like him. Uh, I, I've watched him in, you know, in uh, fall camp, and I, I like his demeanor. And one of the things I always look at, I, I like to look at a quarterback and how does he handle receiving the play from the sideline? How, do how does he uh, communicate that play to his team? How does he get to the line of scrimmage? How does he feel when people are moving around, shifting, doing all those types of things? And watching Cade, I mean, he's 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 cool. He's calm. He's comfortable. I think Kendall's very uh, very good with uh, Cade Fordon as a quarterback. If KJ can't go, uh, he processes information really really quickly. Uh, 
But, you know, if you go back and take a look at some of the places he's played, he's played at North Carolina, he's played at South Florida. He doesn't have a whole lot of uh, – he, he hadn't had a whole lot of uh, attempts, but his completion percent has been around about 50%. Kendall Browse wants a, a quarterback to be at like 65 to 70%. So when I saw Cade uh, in the fall, I was thinking, all right, man, this is an accurate thrower. This is a guy who understands ball placement. He understands ant- timing and anticipation. And so when I went back and looked at his stats and saw that like in the previous stops, he was like at 50%. I was like blown away. So I think that he's improved is what I'm saying. I think Kendall Browse has really helped Cade. And uh, I think Cade Fortin, uh, I mean, he's won the, the, the number two job, although I do, I do believe Malik Hornsby is going to be uh, – he's going to play. I think it's going to take both of them, of course, uh, because he can do some things that, that Cade can't do uh, – from a from a speed standpoint, but Kate can run everything in the offense. Kate is a he's a he's a he's a serviceable runner. So when he does the RPO and those types of things, I think that he will be able to you know get you ten you know five ten yards and 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 uh, Malik may go sixty, but you know that's one thing that's a little bit different between them. But I think it's um, you know Kate is a is a good guy, a solid guy that can really help this football team win and. Uh, again, I think he's poised and he understands the offense, and I think he's looking for an opportunity to show show uh, show people that he can play. You think Arkansas can run the ball offensively against Mississippi State from what you've seen on on tape on, from the Bulldogs? Yeah, I think Arkansas. I think they will be able to. I think they'll they'll have to. They're going to play it. It's going to be a little bit different uh, if if KJ's not there. I think the running game would be a little bit more similar if Malik is in the game because the defense is going to have to respect the quarterback run in a big way. Now, they still would have to to, to uh, identify Cade as a runner. I, th- I think when you look at the, the zone read aspect of it, let's just start there. The zone read aspect of it, if it's Cade or Malik, you know, the defensive coordinator of Mississippi State will be able to do decide who wants to run the football. I mean, based on what they coach and what they teach, they're basically going to say, okay, slow play the quarterback or crash really quickly. And I think with Malik and KJ, they're really going to try to slow play and make them come up with a good read to get outside or hand the ball to Rocket. I think if Cade is in the game, I think that, I think they're just going to say crash on the quarterback and make him keep it. And so they can they can dictate who is going to run the football. So I think you'll look at those two different components. But I think what it's going to come down to, uh, with if Cade is in the game, it's going to be those five offensive linemen that's going to be Rocket, and it's going to be that con- conventional inside zone, outside zone, G-power, um, all those things. Mississippi State has got a solid defense. they got three de- defensive linemen that they feel are going to go to the pros, and they've got three, uh, two cornerbacks on the outside that they're comfortable locking up one-on-one. So what that tells me is, you know, they've done a, a solid job in stopping the run, but now they're going to bring a lot of pressure because they feel very comfortable with the guys they have on the outside. So whoever's that quarterback should expect a lot of pressure. Uh, and it's going to be one of those games where when they bring pressure, somebody's band is going to be playing. I mean, you know, you, either our band's going to be playing because we're going to have an opportunity one-on-one outside or their band is going to be playing because they're bringing so much heat that you've got to find a way to get the football out. So if, if our quarterbacks can handle the pressure, I think that'll be a big thing. Talking to Quinn Groby on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, brought to you by Petty G Meats. Some secondary movement this week. 
Quinn, and uh, you get Kari Johnson starting. You got Slusher back. Um, and now they're moving Mbake over to defensive back, a place that he played in high school. But, you know, obviously that's a need-based move, I assume. I don't know how much of a contributor he'll be, but what's going on on the back end? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. And, and when I look at that, that, that tells me that this, this staff is trying to win, and they're trying to win now. I mean, they're not saying, okay, we're going to stick with the same guys, or uh, what we're trying to do is find a way to get the best 11 on the field. And we're trying to get the best 11 on the field for the team that we're playing. You know, unfortunately, you're playing a team in Mississippi State that is like, I mean, their offense is hotter than fish grease. And, I mean, they've been very, very good. Will Rogers is absolutely leading the SEC in every passing category out there. And he's spreading the football around. So, uh, you got to get some guys out there that that, uh, that understand fundamentals. I, you know, the good thing about it for us, I say it's a good thing, we've got guys who can absolutely get after the pass. If you watch the LSU game, versus um, Mississippi State, they actually sacked him four times. Will Rogers has been sacked nine times in over 200, 300 attempts that he's had. But LSU got after him. The reason they got after him is because they got him in second and 12, third and 11, second and uh, 12, those types of situations. So winning on first down and second down is going to be critical to this defense. And that's going to allow this secondary to play at – they're just going to have to tackle in space. I mean, they're going to have to be there. They're going to be uh, asked to do some things that they haven't done all season long because this air raid system, when you're in zone, the receivers are looking to just find real estate and sit down. When you're in man, they're running a bunch of crossing routes. And for the first time in a long time, they're stretching the field. You know, Will Rogers has six touchdowns where the ball has traveled over 20 yards. A lot of those come on first down. So getting to him, uh, early on first and second down, pushing him behind the sticks, that gives you a chance to, to to come after him, force him to hold the football just a little bit longer because he's got to go down the field. So, uh, but yeah, look, the, all the secondary changes, there needs to be a shakeup, and they're looking at every particular person. I like the fact that uh, you, you know, Coach Pittman, he said hey, we got a guy that's you know making plays on special teams. He's a wide receiver for us. Let's see if he can play 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 cornerback. And so, you know, in the NFL, that's your ticket to to making a football team. And there's no doubt that Sam has has caught Sam Pittman's eyes with that. So hopefully he can he can help out. But I, I like how he said, "Hey, can I go back to wide receiver?" Which is really where he wants to play. So, but that's a guy that's wanting to do something to help his football team right now. And I think that that's the mindset of all these guys. I mean, it feels like doom and gloom right now. I mean, a lot of people are talking about, you know, how you, you you lost to Alabama, et cetera. I mean, you should have beat A&M. You didn't. We could easily be 4-1 and one right now. Uh, but you're, you're staring a, a tough, tough Mississippi State team in the face, and it's going to be a tough place to play on Saturday. Quinn, you played the quarterback position. You had a concussion. We've talked about that story. Yeah. Uh, KJ came to you. What would you tell him? Uh, take care of yourself. And I think part of it, though, I think part of it is knowing how to take care of yourself. I mean, you know, back then, you played with stuff like that. You, I mean, you, you hit your head on the ground, you, you get up, man, I'm a little dizzy, but you, but you had to be tough. And I, I think one of the things we've got to do now is basically say it's okay not to be tough when it comes to head injuries. Uh, and, you know, again, we're talking about a – concussion I, again i don't know exactly what the diagnosis is i mean but if we're going off 
the theory that it is a concussion. You just want to take care of yourself. Now, I, I do believe, too, that without the Tua situation, this wouldn't be that big of a deal. I mean, the Tua situation, <laughs> I mean, just took it to a new level. So uh, Miami's number one. You don't want to be number two. And the thing about it is when you're playing this position, or all 11 players or all 22 players on the field, a concussion is a realistic thing every snap, every play, every game. A concussion is a realistic thing. So, you know, if, if K.J. does come back and play this week, uh, you know, it's a realistic chance that he could get hit again. And so that's one of the things that you've got to be really comfortable with. The one thing I understand is Sam is not going to do anything that's going to put the put K.J. in a, in a bad spot. The medical staff. If he's playing, that means he's completely cleared. It's not going to be any of that funny business. And the one thing that I, and and I heard uh, one of the guys on uh, ESPN said, you know, you don't you don't want the you don't want the 54 year old KJ talking to the 21 year old KJ saying, hey, why'd you do it? And so I think that that is something that you've always got to think about because there are times where I, I took major major hits, stayed in the game, and you know, you know sometimes you you know you get older you. You, you you hope you're not forgetting things because of the hits. You hope it's just natural age progression, but um, you always get nervous about the things that 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 you had to go through when you played football. Quinn, last thing here, and I wanted to touch on this with you before we let you go. Next week, well, actually this week is when the Hot Springs Documentary Film Festival gets underway. Friday is the opening night, and we'll go all the way through the following weekend, and you. And your uh, documentary, Growing Up Grove, you're going to be featured on yeah. Thursday, one week from today. And I'm thrilled to be able to be there and see you. And uh, there's going to be a little question and answer afterwards as well. But having seen yeah. it before, I will tell people who haven't, uh, it's a great opportunity to catch it. And obviously you can hear from Quinn afterwards. But, uh, you know, it's obviously a great production. And it's a lot of, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a very heartwarming, uh, tough story to tell. But also there's a lot of highlights and fun, you know, from a football standpoint. So, uh, I know you got to be looking forward to sharing that with another audience. Oh, we're so excited about it. And uh, it's called Grown Up Grovey, like you said, and it's a story of family football and unconditional love. And really, is a, it's a way for me to honor my parents. And, uh, you know, they were the guiding force throughout the, the entire production and what we did. So we talk about me growing up in Duncan, Oklahoma, how they uh, supported me throughout everything. Uh, we talk a lot about Arkansas football. There's an in-depth look at the Houston game. I know a lot of people reach out to me and, and say, hey, what about that Houston game? But we've, we've got it laid out where we've got some highlights. We've got Paul Lills, the legendary Paul Lills, and, and Mike Nell, who's calling that game on the radio. We've got that broadcast laced over that video. Uh, Bobby Bones is our uh, narrator. John Daly is our host. And so you'll get to see them throughout. But there's a lot about Arkansas football, and but really what the, the crux of the story is how my parents helped me when I grew up, and I was able to re- repay the favor to them. My mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and dementia, and I was a caregiver for 10 years. And so the story really focuses in on that and uh, the battles she had, the things we learned, and that documentary doing it was tough on me because you know, I cried a lot going through the documentary and actually uh, you know, working through that. But a lot of people participated, and, uh, you know, guys like John Daly and Bobby Bones, you call them and say, hey, I need your help, and they don't even ask you what it is. They just say yes. So I'm excited for uh, for people in the Hot Springs area to get a chance to check it out. 
it should be a fun time and uh, it should be able to reminisce a lot. But this documentary is also giving me an opportunity to really impact caregivers in a, in a big way. So I talk to them a lot and uh, hopefully I can help people as we move forward. For sure. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to seeing you next week and uh, hopefully we got some happy things to talk about on the show next Thursday as well. Feels like, uh, I don't know, we talked to, I guess it was Dalton yesterday about it, and I don't know if I mentioned it to Trey, but it just feels like a pivotal game for Arkansas. It's obviously not going to end your season if yeah. you don't happen to win, especially if KJ doesn't play. But, it, boy, after the two-game losing streak, um, man, love to get that taste out of your mouth this weekend for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a big one for the Hogs, and I think they're going to fight. I think they'll be ready to go, and uh, I think we'll come out with the win, uh, regardless of who's playing quarterback. All right, buddy. Hey, thank you, Quinn. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, fellas. Take care. All right, thanks, buddy.